Now may God continue to increase. May he be rooted and grounded and firmly established in his grace. By the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give God thanks and praise for you all. Our scripture reading tonight comes from two places. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 17. That we'll read in the New International Version. Hebrews chapter 12, verse uh, 1 through 17 in the New International Version. Then we'll also read, we'll back up Psalm, uh, Psalm 119, uh, verse 67 through 72 in the New International Version. Then we'll read it again in the New Living Translation. Praise God. Amen. We got other scriptures, we'll, but we'll start there. Praise God. Psalm 119. Amen. There are no chapters in Psalm. Glory to God. There are no chapters in the book of Psalm. Psalm make up five different divisions. Amen. Uh, but they're all just one Psalm. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 67. Amen. Through 72. There are no chapters in the book of Psalm. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, and we'll start reading at verse 1. It makes sense. I couldn't start anywhere in the middle, um, but uh, let's get it all. Let's get it all. This is part of the Bible study as well. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off, let us throw off, let us take off everything that hinders and uh, the sin. This is in the New International Version that so easily ensnare us and let us run with perseverance and with patience. The race marked out for us. Each one of us has a lane of race God marked out for us. Amen. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Look at verse 4. In your struggle against sin, you have not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Have not resisted to the point of bloodshed. Uh, and you have and you have completely forgotten um, the words of encouragement, the words of encouragement that addresses you as fathers address sons. That's our base tonight. Amen. You have completely forgotten the words of encouragement that addresses you as father, as a father addresses his son. And it says, my son, do not make light of the discipline, Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when you, uh, when he rebukes you. This is a father to his son, amen, or, or to siblings, should we say, uh, because the Lord disciplines the ones he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as sons. Glory to God. Let's keep reading. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. But what, or what children, or what child, amen, are, are not disciplined by their father? What children are not disciplined by their father? If you're not disciplined, everyone uh, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate. You're not a true sons and daughters at all. Verse 9, Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we accepted 
we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they uh, thought best. But God, here's the point in verse 10, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. That's it. God disciplined us for our good in order that we may share or we are partakers of his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. Amen. Uh, later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace by those who are trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Amen. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Amen. In other words, get it together. Verse <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone. Make every effort and be holy. Make every effort, amen, to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Amen. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance, his inherited rights, his birthrights, amen, as the eldest son, amen, for a meal he sold his birthright, amen, this Esau. And from Esau, the name came Edom, amen, which became the father of the Edomites. Afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, uh, yet was rejected, even though he sought the blessing with tears, amen, and couldn't, he could not change what he had done. Glory to God. Psalm 119, 67 through 72. Well, Psalm 119, 67 through 72, amen. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. Though the arrogant have sneered, amen, smeared me with lies, I have kept your precept with all my heart. Hallelujah. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, no feeling, unfeeling, but I delight in your word. It was good for me that I, to be, amen, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I may learn your decrees. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousand pieces of silver and gold. Hallelujah. In the New Living Translation, this is how that same scripture sounds, Psalm 119, verse 67 through 72. He said, I used to wander off until you disciplined. Glory to God. I used to. I used to wander off. Amen. Now, this is not talking about physically wandering off. This is talking about, amen, going outside of the bounds through chasing the temptations of sin. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. But now I closely follow your word. Ah, you are good and do only good. Teach me your decrees. Arrogant people smear me with lies. But in truth, 
I obey your commands with all my heart. Their hearts are their hearts are dull and stupid. <laughs> Glory. But I delight in your instructions. Look at verse 71. Amen. My suffering was good for me. Ah, my suffering was good for me. Praise God, for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. My suffering was good for me. Amen. For it taught me to pay attention to your creed, your, your decrees. Uh, your instructions are more valuable to me than millions of than millions of uh, gold and silver. Amen. Millions of gold and silver. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. Amen. Praise God. But now I stick closely to your word. In Hebrews, uh, and all of that we read, our attention will go towards uh, the B part of verse 10. Of, um, uh, verse 10. We'll look at that. Uh, it says, they disciplined us for a little while as though as they thought best. Talking about our earthly fathers. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share or be partakers in his holiness. Praise God. For a few minutes on tonight, I want to deal with sanctification through chastisement. Sanctification through chastisement. We've, we've laid the foundation that sanctification is God's act of making his people holy, unique, and set apart through the blood of Jesus Christ, amen, for his exclusive use. Amen. We've established that fact. The process, amen, of sanctification is immediate. It's an ongoing thing where the holiness of God that we receive through being born again, baptized in the spirit of God, is working to have complete dominion in, our, in all of our being. Amen. God's spirit is an all-encompassing spirit. It is a spirit that yearns to have complete dominion. Amen. God is either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Amen. So this, when we are born again of the Spirit of God, of his Holy Spirit, that's it, amen, everything that he touches, praise God, he purposed to consume, amen. Now, at that point, it's a fact that we are his sons and daughters. It's a fact, amen. But our old mind is has to be taught to line up with and have to be uh, fashioned like unto the mind of Christ, so that our whole being, body, soul, and spirit is sanctified and it, it lines up with the holy thing that is in us. It lines up with the holy thing that is in us. Prayer connects us to the power source and it redirects uh, our passions, our desires, amen, uh, so that we are able to fulfill what God says. He says, be holy for I am holy, amen. If you feel overwhelmed, by the concept of thought of pursuing holiness, and you feel that there's a hopelessness or, uh, better yet, an impossibility that this is attainable, it's because you're depending more on your willpower and your mind, your brilliance, or your intelligence, or the like thereof, amen, to fulfill it rather than through prayer, calling upon the Lord, amen, and yielding to the power of his spirit, amen. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think, 
according to the power that works in us. Question has been asked and uh, it's still out there and it still needs to be answered. Is there anything too hard for God? With men, thing they seem, amen, it's, amen, it's an impossible. impossible. But, with, but with God, nothing shall be impossible. Men think about limitations. That's not possible. But with the Lord, nothing shall be impossible. We have to homologate. We have to speak the same as. Whatever he says we are, that we speak, amen, and not align ourselves with our carnal mind. Not align my step in Christ with a carnal mind, but a spirit mind. A carnal mind, according to Romans 8, is hostile against God. This thinking is always resisting, very violent against God. Trying to think of ways to get out of or to perceive that God is somehow unjustifiable and unrealistic in his demands. That's carnal mindedness. That's a carnal mind. But a spirit mind says, amen, I, be, I, don't, amen, I don't understand it, but I believe it. Glory to God. That's spirit mind. That's a that's a mind that uh, Mary had in regard to the salutation from Gabriel that you shall give birth to the Holy One. This holy thing is in you. His name shall be called Emmanuel, God with you, with us. She said, "How can these things be?" She she recognized and she acknowledged her complexities. How can these things be, seeing that I know not a man? Amen. I'm a virgin. See, amen. How can these things be? Said the Holy One of God, the Holy Spirit shall overshadow you, and you shall conceive and give birth, amen, to a son. And she said these things that all of us need to get in our spirit in regard to the holy thing that's in us. Be it unto me according to your word. Glory to God. When you yield yourself in prayer, when you come to the Lord, amen, uh, and asking him to help us in obedience to his word. Glory to God. Whatever he says, do it. Amen. Be it unto me according to your word. You said I can be holy. Be it unto me according to your word. You said I can walk in the fullness of the statue of Jesus Christ. Be it unto me according to your word. Glory to God. Amen. I can't look at myself in my own wretched mind and try to figure out how you're going to do what you do in me. Glory to God. How are you going to do what you do in me? Amen. Like Peter, a master, I toiled all night, but I caught nothing. But this, amen. But at your word, at your word, I've tried to live right in myself. I've given my own strength, but I did, the, amen. This year, 2024, at your word, I'll do it again. Amen. At your word, I will do it again. One of the ways that the Holy One of Israel leads his people into deeper levels of holiness is through his discipline. Ah, glory. Got to say that again. One of the ways, one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways, amen, that uh, the Holy One of Israel leads his people into deeper levels of holiness is through his discipline. Amen. He chastens us. Glory to God. And this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus is that we don't take it in extreme measures. Amen. There's an extreme where we, amen, according to the scripture in Hebrews 5, amen, make light of the Lord's discipline. Amen. Don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Oh, and don't lose heart when he rebukes you. So he has he has extremes. Don't make light of it. Don't fall out when he rebukes you. Amen. Don't take it as a light thing. Then, and on the other end, don't, don't just 
just lose it when the Lord rebuke you, get all depressed and all, amen, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. It's an it's a, it's a act of love. It's an act of his isness manifesting itself in love. It's an act of God's love, amen. It's an act coming from his love for us, amen. He chastens everyone he accepts as son. Everybody gets checked. Everybody gets chastised. Everyone that wants to live as sons, why? Because we've we've spent a lifetime before we've come to the Lord not knowing his ways. And then even when we come to the Lord, we're more acquainted with his hands than with his ways. I was stuck in prayer today. I was stuck. Out of Psalms 27, he says, amen, uh, amen. I said unto you, this is what the Lord said, seek my face. He said, then he responded and said, amen, I, your face, my heart, amen, said, I will seek. Your face, I will seek. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Father. When you speak to us, we, we need to respond. Glory to God. Amen. And so, but um, he, he, he disciplines those he loves. He says, he says that uh, moreover, in verse 9, we have all had, we have all had human fathers who discipline us, and we respect them for it. Amen. Amen. We all got heavenly, amen, earthly fathers. They discipline us, us. We respect them for it. How much more will we submit to the Father's Spirit in this? Amen. They discipline us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplined us for our good in order that we might share, amen, uh, or inherit glory to God, his holiness, be partakers of holiness. That's the word be partakers of holiness. Amen. So uh, sometimes parents discipline because they had a bad day at work, upset with the world. God disciplines for, disciplines for our good. Hallelujah. That we may be partakers of holiness. Amen. So don't, amen, uh, take it light when the Lord disciplines and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Don't fall out with it. Glory to God because he chastens everyone that he loves. Amen. If you be not chastened, then you're illegitimate. Glory to God. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. Get it together. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may be uh, may not be disabled, but rather healed. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. Without holiness, without it, no one uh, sees God. Holiness is not a religion. Holiness is not a denomination. Holiness is for every believer. It's a call of God because he is holy. He is, amen, he is holy. He is holy. He's Kadesh, Kadesh, amen, Israel. The Kadesh is the root meaning of the word Mekadesh, the Lord who sanctifies, amen. He is holy. He sanctifies us. That's his call for our life. We read last week, 1 Corinthians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, amen, so sanctification this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. Amen. So let us walk circumspectly as wise, not as unwise. Amen. Let us walk circumspectly as wise. Amen. Not as unwise. During this time of fasting and prayer, you will, amen, be convicted. That's one of the means by which God, amen, corrects us. We will be convicted of our, what we have. That Sometimes when we start fasting, we're first convicted by, we're first convicted by how far off, <laughs> Amen, I am. Uh, and how did I become complacent with that position? I was. Now I, I recognize I'm closer to the Lord. Why wasn't I pressing 
into him sooner. That's the first thing I'm convicted by. I said, my God, and I was okay with that? <laughs> Praise the name of God. Amen. That's the first level of conviction. Amen. But it's good to be convicted. The other end of it is to be past feeling, without unfeeling, without feeling. The other end is it, of it is when you have a seared conscience and you're no longer convicted. Amen. That's the other end of it. So thank God that he's still correcting you. Glory to God. Amen. So discipline is a manifestation of God's love. Discipline is a manifestation of God's love for the purpose of, amen, guiding us into holiness. Amen. Guiding us into holiness. There are sometimes God's correction for us to be light and we can move in it quickly. Amen. Because it's, you know, it's just something that we, the Holy Spirit has, has convicted us about. Then sometimes we're a little more Saul-like. We're a little more hard-handed. And the chastisement had to go a little deeper. Amen. But in all, all in all, don't take it lightly and don't take it too heavily. Because God, amen, he chastens everyone that he's received. Amen. So here's the, if you're taking notes, write this down. Amen. How does the Lord correct us? How does it manifest? What happens that is an indicator of God's correction? Amen. Everything you sense, feel that's around you is not an indicator of correction. Amen. Sometimes God can be so good to us. Amen. Number one, off the top, his goodness will lead to repentance. Amen. It can be so good when we've been so bad. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. It leads to repentance and says, amen, why would not, how can I not serve a God this good? Amen. So off the top, number one, goodness. Amen. Leads to repentance. He can be so good and so kind all the time. And you, amen, because we were used to, we we're used to, amen, uh, being corrected by uh, people, we on a job, our family, family, parents, we're used to that. So we're expecting the worst. Then God does just the opposite. And then it causes, amen, uh, it causes us to repent. That's number one. Number two, through con through conviction. He corrects us through conviction. Amen. Number one, by his word. Conviction A, I guess you could say, his word. Amen. B, conviction, amen, comes when we're in prayer. And C, through preaching. Amen. Conviction, praise God, because he convicts us in his word. Amen. While we're reading the word, we study in the word, it brings conviction. Amen. Number two is through prayer. Sometimes we're in prayer and God will show us something. Amen. We're convicted and through preaching. Amen. Sometimes in the midst of preaching, we recognize, oh, that's the Lord telling me to get it straight. Amen. All discipline is not because we're doing something wrong. Sometimes we're just not doing it right. And the Lord has to bring it to our attention. Amen. So that's the light part of God's discipline. He's trying to bring it to our attention. Say, hey, this is the way. Amen. You don't, my ways are higher than the, as sure as the heaven are higher than the earth. My ways are higher than your ways. So I have to bring that to your attention. Amen. And he convicts us. Amen. The third way is through prophetic rebuke, as in David and the, Nathan the prophet. And you have to go back and read the story. Amen. I think in 2 Samuel 12. Amen. God sent Nathan, the prophet, to rebuke David concerning the sin of Bathsheba and the death of Uriah. Amen. Dave, God sent the prophetic word to rebuke David concerning, as he was going along like it didn't happen. A man died. A child was born. Amen. And uh, he's robbed a man of his wife. It took Nathan, the prophet, to come and chastise David. So, Number three, through prophetic rebuke. Number four, amen, 
in his divine silence, he rebukes us. Praise God. Amen. One of the ways we're chastised is through divine silence. Amen. It's just, heaven is just shut up. COVID to God, we like can't get a prayer through, can't sing a song, can't do speak the word, no faith confession, nothing. Amen. As in Saul. You have to go back and read this. As 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 in Saul, I believe in uh Amen, first Kings 16, as in Saul. Praise God, where he, amen, stopped speaking to Saul through any means of communi divine communication, through, amen, through the thummermen and urine, through the prophets, amen, through visions, through revelation, he just stopped speaking. Amen. Sometimes God's voice goes silent when he's correcting us. Glory to God. So that's number four. Amen. Number five, amen, is through no ministry engagement, through those preacher types. Praise God. All of those out engagement people always calling on you, blah, blah, blah. He'll shut that down. Amen. A.K.A. grounded. Glory to God. You, you're grounded. You can't go nowhere. Amen. God will ground. Amen. No ministry engagement. Stay right here until you can, amen, get yourself together. Praise God. He will chastise us through shutting that down. Amen. That's the fifth thing. Amen. Number six. Praise God. It's through unorthodox means. Through unorthodox means, as in the voice of a donkey, through the prophet, or he's not called the prophet, through the uh, man of God, Balaam. Now, this Balak is the king of Moab. If you want to read that in Numbers 22, God gave him a Balaam instruction, don't go. Amen. He went anyway. It took the donkey in the middle of the road three times, to, amen, to uh, stop moving to save Balaam from the angel with the drawn sword. Amen. Amen. Sometimes God corrects us in some unorthodox ways. That's number six. Some unorthodox ways. A voice of a donkey correct the madness of the prophet. <laughs> Glory to God. Sometimes God will correct you standing in the store, in the line about to pray for your, pay for your uh, items. And, and man, some prophet or some woman, man of God, standing up next to you and say, you know, I don't know why I feel like I got to say this, but the Lord says, you, you know, you need to get it together. Amen. Uh, or some person who is not even saved, God, will use. Amen. To uh, correct us. Praise God. Amen. Uh, the last one, number seven, is through different forms of suffering. And this is extreme. Uh, this, is, this is an extreme disobedience is through suffering. Amen. Uh, not all suffering is part of discipline. Sometimes we're just getting old. Glory to God. <laughs> Not God chastising us. But praise God, sometimes through uh, through suffering, different type of sufferings, God will correct us. Amen. But the point that I want to make tonight, and I want you to uh, uh, lock in on, is that discipline is an act of God's love that furthers the process of sanctification unto holiness. Let us embrace that. Let us recognize what the Lord is saying to us. Let's don't collapse when we find out, when we look into the perfect law of liberty and then we see ourselves, hey, glory. And then we look at ourselves and we don't like what we look at. Praise God. It's time just to go to work. Endure, uh, verse seven says, endure hardship as the discipline. God treating, God is treating you as, uh, amen, as children. But what children are not disciplined by, by their father? Uh, amen. Many times when your destiny is big and 
you're going to lead others and that your influence is going to affect others, amen, in your discipleship phase as Peter, amen, uh, is, Simon, amen, bar Jonah, Peter, he was consistently, re, amen, rebuked. It seems that Peter, every, every turn was getting rebuked for something. Glory to God. But in the book of Acts, we see the importance of Peter and what the role he played in the fledgling church. Amen. So it's important when your destiny is big and you're going to influence people that you, amen, are corrected early and often. Amen. Do not despise it. Do not take it lightly. Don't, don't lose heart, amen, when the Lord rebukes you. Don't fall out. Don't quit. Don't, amen. Praise God. The Bible said don't lose heart. Amen. Don't, don't, get, don't get too far with it. Amen. Knowing that it's an act of love. He's not trying to, not trying to, amen, kill us or nothing to that effect. Amen. In the New Living Translation, it says, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. Ah, that's it. For the Lord disciplines every those he loves and punishes each one he accepts as a child. Amen. That's in the New Living Translation. And don't give up when you correct you. Praise God. Don't just fall out and quit. I just can't do it. Amen. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, it, it's the love of God that's manifesting towards us when we correct it. It's the love of God that's manifesting. Amen. So as you press on in this fast, I encourage you by the power of the Holy Spirit and the love of Christ to submit yourselves to the chastening of the Lord. Amen. Many of you have already ran face to face with it. But the Lord, it is an expression of God's love. I know I'm loved. I know I'm loved thoroughly because, praise God, I'm corrected quite often. But I, I understand my influence realm. I'm, I'm starting to understand. Let me correct myself. My level of influence that I will have. And so it is It is necessary. It's absolutely necessary that bogus is corrected early and often. Amen. Because of where I'm going. I understand that. I, it's necessary for me to be corrected early and often. I have to stay up under the chastening of the Lord. Glory to God, because many will, amen, are dependent on uh, the ministry and the apostleship. So I have to be uh, exceptionally corrected and directed and sharpened. It's, 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 it's necessary, amen, and don't, amen. You can't go to high levels, amen, in God and then want low-level discipline. You cannot go to high levels in God and then you want low-level discipline. Glory to God in the highest. So praise the name of the Lord. Be encouraged by this. Be strengthened by this. Amen. Praise God. Be, in, be, be, be ready to move in the Lord once he speaks to us, and then we uh, take it to the next level in the Lord. God bless you. May the Lord keep you as I pray. May he cause his face to shine upon you. Glory to God. When he arrives, your enemies and all of the enemies of your soul will be scattered. Father, we thank you tonight for your kindness, your love towards us, which is better than life. Because you are, we are. Because you are, we are. We dwell in your isness. In you we live, we move, we have our being. In Christ Jesus, we've been made a Father God, a handiwork created for good work. We bless you. We thank you for accepting us in the And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.